Hello everyone, Scott Johnson here. Welcome to Diary of a Cartoonist. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been a while because I think I can blame it on something, actually. When Kim and I started doing Skim, it sort of became... Um, well, at the very least, it became a lot like the Diary Show. And as a result, I felt like every time I did that, I was sort of doing that even though they don't necessarily share the same subscribers. So that's on me. And that, you know, this diary thing's always been a little spotty on timing. But, uh, hey, I'm sitting out in the sun with a dog waiting for a meeting to start. And I thought, why not take this 20 minutes or so and have a brief chat with you, the faithful who have stayed subscribed to the feed for this long. I hope you are all doing well so funny the last time I did an episode of this we were <laughs> what feels like a billion years away from a pandemic or civil unrest in the streets for two weeks running now been a crazy crazy time and I genuinely truly hope that this uh, recording finds you all doing okay uh, both with your health and your status and your ability to continue to have food on your table and those sorts of things. I know not everyone's that lucky during this, and um, I feel pretty lucky and sometimes guilty that the impact for me has been less than it has been for others. But we're trying to do our thing here to help, and uh, that means helping people, like, literally helping them taking them food helping the unemployed that sort of stuff Kim's been doing an amazing job doing that stuff she's always good at that stuff but she's in particular very good at it right now when people need it most so in some ways I'm sort of just hitching my wagon to her train I mentioned the dog uh, both of them are out here but only one's where'd the other dog go boomer Come here. It's okay. You can lay down. I don't know if I even had Boomer last time I, re I recorded this. This is my son's dog, but um, we keep him for now because his apartment won't allow dogs in it. Well, there's the other dog. Hi, guys. Now they're going to wrestle. You guys going to wrestle? We were trying to figure out the other day what the breed of this thing is because she is... She's like a dog dog, right? Like brown and... Hey, no digging. Hey, Boomer. Come here. No digging, dummy. Come over here and lay down. Boomer's a girl. So is Rainer. Oh, Rainer, you've been laying in the dirt? Seriously. Oh, my gosh. You guys are gross. Also, explain this one to me. The other day... Uh, Rainer found a bird poo on the cement. Okay, you're going in the house. Come on. Hold on. <laughs> this is ridiculous. They keep digging this hole right here, and I don't know why. What is in there? You, what do you guys think is in there? Go in the house. Goodbye. All right. Anyway. Um, she. There's this bird bird poo <laughs> on the cement. I'm looking at it right now. It's on our back patio. 
and it's like a little white and black little, you know, spot. And, uh, <laughs> I came out here one day and Rainer is rubbing her face on that thing, like both sides of it, just like grinding her cheeks, the side of her head on this, on this dried up bird poo on a brick. And I can't figure out why. I still don't know why. What's in there? What is in the bird poo that got her going like that? Is there something in bird poo that dogs like the way that cats like, uh, what's the stuff they like? Catnip, you know, when they rub their faces all in it. Is there something from these sparrows or whatever this bird was? This could have been a magpie or something. But is there something in there that dogs are just attracted to and just cannot wait to get their faces all up in? Because could not figure that one out. And then after that, she wanted to, like, snuggle and hang out with me. And I'm like, dude, not this way, not like this. Not after you made out with that dried-up bird turd. So any thoughts on that would be helpful. Because <laughs> I don't know. What's going on there? I'm sitting amidst one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve giant pots of tomato plants. My wife decided to make tomato plants this year, and she put them all in these pots out here on the uh, the outer deck thing, and they're all growing like crazy. I remember just two weeks ago, these were all just little stubs, and now they're these huge billowing plants and already seeing small tomatoes growing some of these are like heirloom style i guess so they're going to come out all weird colors and stuff when it's done don't exactly understand those maybe that's the most wild form of tomato actually like prehistoric tomatoes something early man would pull from the trees or from the bushes and eat i don't know but for whatever reason my wife loves those so do my kids so she's growing heirloom tomatoes plus some regular ones like good old-fashioned here come the red tomatoes type deal that's coming too and some peas that's right one of the oh there's two over here two more pots these have peas in it she's not thrilled with how the peas are growing but i can promise you this if it was me and i was growing all this stuff i don't think any of it would work out i don't think anything would ripen and be ready to pick because whatever the opposite of a green thumb is that's what i have what is the opposite of green on the color wheel? I don't actually remember. I used to know all this. But whatever that is, that's the color I am. Is it purple or something? <laughs> I have a purple thumb. Anyway, one of them's just billowing with flowers, so I guess that doesn't count. We're not going to eat those. But, um, yeah, she grew up in a household uh, in Mississippi where they grew everything, just all of it. And they didn't even have that big of a garden where she used to live in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, uh, down there on the coast. But they had everything from, you know, what, like raspberries, and they grew their own squash-type stuff. They had corn. They grew uh, tomatoes, carrots, just everything. And so they would often, that was often, you know, they grew up pretty poor. So that was often just how you ate. That's what you ate. You dug it up. You brought it in the house, you prepped it, you made it. Her mom's always made her own bread, still does. It's amazing, amazing sourdough bread. In fact, we have some right now. 
like halfway through the loaf or something like that. Can you hear the birds? A lot of birds right now. So it's only what, like the 6th or 7th or whatever it is, 5th today? <laughs> whatever the day is of June, it's already like 97 degrees today. It's so hot here. But in a nice dry way, so I'm out here with my flippy floppies. Sitting on a chair made out of recycled plastic. <laughs> Chilling. Before my meeting... Time is it? I have a meeting in 15 minutes. I got to get into, and it's not even that fun to ex describe what the meeting is. It's kind of boring, boring businessy stuff. No one cares about that, right? That's boring. That's not entertaining content. But I'll tell you what: it's harder and harder in times like these to produce the best and most entertaining content that you can do. I'm trying, but uh, it's hard. The morning show has been like a real escape for Brian and I because uh, we really like doing it, and so it's, it's not hard. But it is hard sometimes to find a lot of humor, uh, certainly in what's going on, but even around it. Uh, some would say that dwelling on anything to do with the pandemic or the uh, protests or any of that is tantamount to making it all political. And I would argue that these things are big enough that they're affecting society in such a way that it it's no longer just, it's sure there are political angles and polit political extremes and positions to take on it all, but it's also just sort of happening, right? It's kind of like saying, oh, my basement's flooding. Ah, don't get political. Well, no, my basement's flooding. That's not political. Yeah, it is. We want to talk about video games. Quit talking about your flooding. Kind of hard to ignore it and uh, not talk about it. I feel like we've navigated that pretty well, considering. But even in my own listening habits, there's certain shows I just can't listen to right now. Not because of that they've changed at all, and because they haven't really. They just seem, some of it is, seems just trivial now or more trivial right now at this moment, you know, it all could come back to normal and, and stuff. But so that's been a challenge, you know, I want to, I want to keep making the kind of content people want to stick around for despite this sort of stuff. And I really appreciate the loyalty that a lot of listeners have because I'm sure we're not perfect in all this in terms of our, you know, whoa, that was a big fly. Sorry. Holy Moses. I'll bet if I weighed that fly, that's like a two-pounder or something. That was huge. Let's not come around me, please. I've already got like five bites, and I don't know where they came from. I've been, I've been getting eaten outside. But outside's been a very nice escape for me, so I'm not going to change that. I'm going to be out here a lot this summer, especially because I can't go to, you know, pools with a bunch of people. Spend some time back out here with the dogs and... These tomato plants and the sound of birds mingled with traffic. We have a big construction thing going on about, oh, I don't know, it's probably three blocks north of me. And as a result, there are just big trucks coming and going, coming and going, coming and going. 
And weirdly, it seems like the local housing market, I can't speak for other parts of the country, but the local housing market has stayed pretty strong. People are selling no problem, buying no problem. Uh, prices of the houses haven't gone down in value. Most of them have gone up. Got to say, I didn't expect that. I thought we'd see downturn in that, but maybe it's too early to see the downturn for that. That maybe takes a little longer for things to trickle down. I don't know. I can tell you this. I am no expert on the housing market. <laughs> I can only tell you what I've seen anecdotally, and that's it. Anything beyond that is sadly out of my expertise and purview. Anyway, what else is going on? Just trying to keep it together. Um, the kids are all okay. Nick's employer has taken really good care of him. He works at Red Wing. You may know them for their really expensive, nice boots that people buy for work and stuff like that. They were kept open as an essential service uh, during all of this because they serve uh, government agencies and other businesses that are in the category of essential with what they sell. Their boots are used by, you know, utility workers and whatever. And uh, so they've been really good to him. And if anything, he's gotten uh, more hours. And they've just been very loyal and good to him. And I'm really grateful for that because, he, you know, he just turned 20. He's, you know, probably if you look at him compared to people who have been there longer, you may say, well, he's expendable because he's young and has only been here an hour or for a year and a half or whatever it's been. And I, that seems like what would usually happen. But in his case, they have not. And they've really been loyal to him. I'm really grateful for that. Uh, Carter works at the university where she's also going to school. She was supposed to graduate this year, but they booted a bunch of the electives she needs. So now she's pushed till next year at the, at the earliest, which is kind of a bummer. But she's also working close to full time for the university uh, video game department. The department that you know they got a whole they have a. They have a bachelor's now there for game development. Anyway, so she's still doing that. She's got tons of homework all the time, trying to balance that. They've let her work from home, so she's doing that because the university's closed. But hanging on, doing okay. And my oldest, uh, who's married, has uh, had her husband get uh, laid off during the pandemic, but then immediately got picked up somewhere else. He works in insurance and did did just fine. So everybody's been very lucky here. Um, we're trying to not take that for granted and trying to trying to be mindful and helpful of those who aren't as lucky. There are plenty who aren't. Um, and my stuff's gone okay. Kind of holding steady for now. I don't know. There's some. There's some. There's some. There's a couple of leaks here and there in terms of you know stability on what I do for a living, but but we're, yeah, we're hanging in there. We're doing all right. And now that it's you know primarily mostly Kim and I, it's not as much on the line if something goes south. But uh, anyway, I hope that you're all in at least that or a better situation right now, and. Uh, and doing okay. That matters in times like these. 
As the Foo Fighters once sang, it's times like these you learn to live again. Times like these, time and time again. I think I mushed two verses together, but you know what I'm saying. Another bug. Get off of me. I must be tasty or something. There's something about me. Am I just oozing? Like, I had a had a bacon thing earlier. Maybe I'm just putting out bacon. <laughs> and all the flies and the bugs are like, dude. That guy over there, his leg, it looks like a tasty buffet of bacon sweat. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys are great. Uh, I hope, I hope, I don't know. I hope to do more of these. I hope you like to have it back. We also have to get a skim out. Ironically, we've been slow on that. And I have some thoughts on why that is. Um, so Kim and I will talk about it on the next episode, but, um, if you have any thoughts, feelings, whatever, send me an email, scott at frogpants.com. Love to talk to you. You can also just use the contact form on the site at frogpants.com. Be good. Be nice. Be safe. Be healthy. We'll see you next time.